The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold you to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday. It's Friday again, right? <laughs> I tell you guys, these weeks just, eh, this is like a blur. And, uh, you know, the Brown family is looking forward to March the 1st. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to have Bradley and his family here passing through. I think they're speaking over here in Charlotte someplace, and uh, hopefully we're going to get to meet with them again. We haven't seen them in years, actually, like face-to-face. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. If you want to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Look on the right side of the page. That's where we're streaming live. Just hit the play button, and you're good to go. On the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can still play it up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. At that time, he goes live in that little 
area right there, okay? So be sure and check those out. Right below where we're streaming live on the right side of the pages where you can sign up for a newsletter. We don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. So uh, sign up for that. You get one email from us a day, and that includes the morning show archive. So you get it in a video. You get it in a podcast. And any of the things that we mentioned here, I'm going to mention some of the articles we've got up at SonsLibertyMedia.com before we bring our guests on uh, this morning. Also, if you want to donate and help us in getting the message out that we uh, put out, which is the gospel and the message of liberty, uh, there's a donate button at the top of the page, SonsLibertyMedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and uh, you can click on that as well. Bradley's schedule is also at the top of the page, so if you're looking for where he is, you want to bring him to your area, you can hit the contact button and you can call and set up a time to bring him into your area, your neck of the woods in the United States. And uh, the schedule is where you'll see where he is already scheduled to to be. Um, also, we our store is available, so we've got a lot of products in there, most of them at your request, and they're great conversation starters and such. And this week we're highlighting uh, Bradley's wife's testimony, One Heart, the testimony of Stephanie Joy Dean. Uh, the donation is normally $7, but this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get 50% off of this um, with the promo code One Heart. That's the number one. And then heart, all one word, and you get 50% off. Use that in the promo code section in the checkout of the store, and you'll get that. So get these. you got some young ladies in your life. Um, share this with them that need the Lord. Go ahead and share that with them, and uh, I, you'll be glad that you did. Okay. A couple of things I want to share with you from uh, the Sons of Liberty, what we put out. Now, if you guys didn't see it yesterday, we had uh, Hedia Miramadi. Uh, on. She's a former Muslim. She was a former FBI advisor, and she became a Christian. A great conversation. Uh, I had the chance to hear her and her husband. Um, they were they do a, a daily devotional kind of thing, and it was it was very encouraging to hear that you know during our conversation there are some challenging elements of things of you know how does the gospel impact more than just me personally how. You know, the law of God, how uh, the gospel impacts the culture. We're called to be salt and light. That has meaning. Put light in the darkness. Put salt on that which preserved, to preserve. And um, it was great to hear their interaction that they, they had, I guess, I don't know if they had thought about it in the, in the sense of what we talk about here, but our influence as Christians is to point back to the Word of God. And that, not just, that doesn't just mean the individual. That means the family, that means the church, that means the civil government. All are a part of what we influence as those who follow Christ. So if you didn't get a chance to see that, check that out. Also at SonsLibertyMedia.com was necromancy going on in the Oval Office under Donald Trump. Now this points to a Q drop. You know, you guys all know what I think about Q. I think, you know, it's the the U.S. version of, of what happened in with the Bolsheviks, okay? It, it basically is a prayer to President John F. Kennedy, and this, and according to this Q drop, and and I don't follow this stuff. Somebody sent it to me the other day in the chat. Uh, prayer. This was a prayer said every single day in the Oval Office. In your Oval Office, boy, if you were offended at what Bill Clinton was doing in your Oval Office, shouldn't you be offended that your representatives and the bureaucrats up there were? Praying to the dead, and you say, "Oh, that's far fetched." We, I've had, I played General Flynn. He he prays to legions, right? 
He's Roman Catholic. I'm sure that if he's holding the Roman doctrine, he prays to dead saints, right? That's unbiblical, too. It was going on in your White House. Also, SonsLibertyMedia.com, Georgia's single mom facing prison for letting 14-year-old daughter babysit kids after government closed school for COVID. You know, a 14-year-old, a mature 14-year-old, especially if you know mom and dad have been doing their job there, they're more than capable of taking care of young children in the home. It's not, a, it's not an issue, and if there's an emergency, they can always make a phone call, right? Oh, this sheriff's deputy, or whoever it was that arrested the mom and all, really ought to lose his job, if you ask me. The people in Georgia, you need to stand up for this lady. You really do. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, the latest from Suzanne and Lynn, the Liberty Bells, the Earn It Act, the devil is in the details. And uh, Lynn and I covered some of that on Wednesday, uh, but the ladies went a little further in that. So if you want to check that out, that's at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com as well. And also, Pfizer's quiet warning, unfavorable preclinical clinical or safety data may impact business. You think... You think these people are criminals? They are knowingly committing genocide on the population, not just in the U.S., but around the world. Okay? And the latest from Chuck Baldwin is on mental midgets, Biden, Fauci, and Trump. Yeah, well, you know what? We don't necessarily get the smartest people to be put as representatives nowadays. It's the one who's got the best speech or the best two-minute soundbite or whoever you know appeals to our flesh that we put in there. We don't pick men of character anymore. That's out the window. And that includes the Republicans too, guys. No character. And if you don't have character, that's the first requirement, having character. If you don't have that, there's no need to go any further. And if you have character, you need to find out if they know what the, I've said it before, what the Ten Commandments are, and give you the first Ten Amendments to the Bill of Rights to even see if they understand part of what their job is. Because, like it or not, public law is that our laws are based upon the Bible. That was signed under Ronald Reagan, for whatever that was worth, but they at least acknowledged that. Okay, So I want you guys to think about that. Check those things out at SonsLibertyMedia.com. Now, we've got some special guests on this morning. They got up extra early, like an hour earlier than... What, I mean, I guess they're getting at the same time I am, but it's an hour early for them. And uh, this is Jeff and Calvin McIntosh, and they have a story to tell. And we'd like to bring more people on who who are being silenced by their local media or others to tell the stories of what's happened to loved ones, or even to yourself if you've had a if you've had a va- one of these shot injuries or a death in your family or something like that. I mean, we want to get your story out because it's important. It may help actually save somebody else's life. And so with that said, uh, I want to welcome Jeff and uh, Calvin McIntosh to the Sons of Liberty. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, great to see you. And, and I want everybody to look. Now, you can't tell that these guys are related, right? I mean, they have the same facial features, eyes, nose, mouth. I mean, you just, that that gene pool is strong there, brothers. Uh, so we appreciate you guys joining us this morning. And uh, you've got a story to tell. I mean, it, it's not something we're rejoicing over in the least, but m- our hope is that in you telling this story, there might be somebody who still hasn't heard, even though it's been over two years, and at least, uh, what, a year and a half or something like that, where they've put out these shots and things. But this whole, and I call it the Convid 1984, it is a scare tactic. It was always to drive people into taking these shots, making people billions of dollars, and also engaged in what people call population control. I call it murder. I, 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 there's this 
transformation of the language, which I don't think is good. But you guys have a story to tell, and I want I want you guys to do that. So, um, Jeff, let's start with you. Uh, can you give us a little background about uh, you and uh, your son and your grandson, and then we'll lead up to what all what all took place uh, here recently? I think it was last year. Um, sure. Well, um, my son and I worked together for the same company. Um, we worked in the same department. Uh, we work in the non-destructive testing field. And uh, our company, um, because we do federal mandates or federal contracts, um, we were mandated, every employee was mandated to get the COVID shot um, by uh, January 16th. Um, Kelvin and Derek, uh, Derek was a single father um, raising Kelvin. Um, we lived right next door um, while Kelvin was growing up. And uh, then they moved to the other side of town and uh, and we moved kind of up north. So we're about 90 miles apart now. But um, since Derek's passing, I've been staying at the house uh, with Kelvin. We're trying, we're trying to keep him in the house until um, he graduates from high school. He's a junior in high school right now. He's doing very well. Okay. All right. So, so help me, help me understand. You are in your son's house. You guys are from your son's house right now, right? Yes. And where is that at? Monticello, Minnesota. Okay. Marcel, Minnesota. Okay. All right. So you're taking care of things. I'm, I'm glad to see that. I think that's what family should be doing and, and such. And, uh, and, and that's great. Um, Calvin, you want to, you want to give sort of a lead up to, to how things were taking place there in your family and, and what transpired. Maybe you want to tell the story. I don't know as to what happened to your father. Yeah. So, um, right after Christmas, um, he was doing really well. He was healthy. You know, he always worked out. He'd walk our dog back there like two miles around the block. And, you know, he always liked to be outside and he had to get his second shot for work on the 26th. He goes in, um, he gets a shot, and then he's instantly just not feeling well. He then, after like three days, he's just sick on the couch, you know, and he's telling me his bones hurt, telling me not to get the shot. And um, on the sixth day after, he came down into my room at about 1.30. Um, he said he had to call an ambulance. Um, he wasn't feeling well. He couldn't breathe. He then collapsed on the floor. Um, the ambulance had just arrived, so they came down and they brought him to the hospital in Monticello, our local one, Centricare, and um, he got there at about 2.30. We stayed there until about 4.35 until they were able to bring him to the University of Minnesota Hospital. Um, they said they couldn't put him anywhere else. We were sitting at Monty for a long time trying to find somewhere to put him, um, and then on the ambulance ride going to the U of M, his heart had stopped five times and he had died. Well, now is this happening when you're saying, when you're giving these times, is this happening in the middle of the night or is this happening in the afternoon? This is in the middle of the night, early morning. Okay. All right. Now once, what, first of all, do you know what shot he got, which was the name brand? Was it the common Pfizer one or was it something else? Yes, it was the Pfizer. Okay. All right. And had he gotten both shots or just the first one? Uh, he had both. The main side effects came right after the second. 
Okay, and now would your dad have taken this shot if it were not if he didn't feel pressured under the mandate? Now, mandate understand mandate's not law. It's something mm-hmm. one side says, the other side doesn't have to comply. The Congress has not done that, nor do they have the authority under our Constitution to mandate such things. We didn't give them authority over health or science. But would your dad have ever considered taking this shot were it not pressed upon him uh, through what uh, your granddad said about uh, uh, the mandates coming down because of their federal contracts? Um, no, he w- he would definitely have not taken it if it weren't for the mandates. Okay. All right. But he warned you not to take it, right? Yeah, he he told me you're not getting the shot. Stay away from it after the second one. Okay. Now, was he having any... You you said he took the shot, and then I think there's a couple of days where some things are happening, his bones are hurting, all this kind of stuff. Did he have any immediate reaction to the shot at all? Um, Yeah. um, I'm going to interrupt a little bit. He called me. um, When he left work, he left work at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. And like I said, we work together. So later that evening, he calls me up and he said that he was uh, had the shakes really bad, um, like the flu shakes, you know. And uh, he, he said he had to go to bed. He asked me to uh, cover him on Wednesday at work because he knew he wasn't going to be able to get up and go to work on Wednesday. Um, he kept in touch with his mother and I uh, over the next six days. Uh, describing his symptoms. Uh, Saturday, he started throwing up. Uh, He was having severe nosebleeds. And we told him that he had to get into the doctor. And he was going to go into the doctor on Monday morning, but he was too sick to even get out of bed. And then, like Kelvin alluded to, Monday uh, Monday evening, he became very, very ill. And it was like 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning Tuesday when Derek had to call the ambulance in to pick him up. Okay. All right. Now, help me out here just a little bit, uh, Jeff. When he's having all of this stuff go on, had had you guys notified wherever he got the shot, Have you had you notified him of what I guess they would say would be an adverse effect and that, that this should be reported in the VAERS system? Did you guys do any anything like that? No. Okay. H- have you done anything like that since? No, I don't even know what you're referring to. Okay, all right. So the CDC has and the FDA have, have created this system called the VAERS. It's called the Vaccine uh, Adverse Effect Reporting System. Now... It's broken. They've admitted it's broken. That it it's for all intents and purposes, all I've seen from it is it's basically worthless. But uh, a Harvard study out of 2010, I think there was another one done in 2016, said there's only there's less than one percent of the adverse effects, and that includes death, uh, that are tied to vaccines that are reported there. However, it's very important that those things do get reported. And so I think you can go online or you can have you can have uh, your son's doctor uh, report that and make sure that they report it. You want to see that he reported it, okay, so that it is linked there. The next question I have is, and I, I hate to even think about autopsy. I, don't, I just don't even like the thought of it, uh, of doing that to the body. Did you guys have anything done with your son's uh, body as far as an autopsy is concerned? Yeah, we um, when we were with the doctor at the University of Minnesota, uh, 
he asked us if we wanted an autopsy and we said, yes, we do. Um, he, the doctor told us that Derek had massive blood clots in the heart and the lung. They, they were able to see that they did some x-rays on the body. They told us that the cause of death was, was pretty clear and they didn't feel an autopsy was necessary. We asked for an autopsy, um, that autopsy was concluded. Uh, the death certificate listed, uh, the original death certificate listed um, cardiac arrest due to a massive blood clotting of the heart and the lung. The secondary cause of death was listed as COVID-19 reaction. Um, our funeral director um, read the death certificate online. And then a day later, she calls us back and says they took the death certificate down. They erased everything. And they are going to go out and do their own autopsy. Um, they were going to do some toxicology. They were going to do all other types of testing, which delayed getting the death certificate another six to eight weeks. We still don't have the death certificate, and Derek passed on January the 4th. Um, but uh, our funeral director um, told me two, twice that she did read that on the original death certificate. So we expected to come back with some completely different um, cause of death. We don't expect to see COVID-19 vaccine reaction listed on there. But we, again, we haven't seen the death certificate. Now, did they know that your son actually got the shot? Are they aware of that? Yes, we were very specific with the doctor. Um, we told the doctor everything that happened during the week uh, after he got his shot. Um, they honestly, they don't even want to talk to you about it. As soon as I brought it up, they started talking about, well, did he have this or was he feeling this before he went in and get his shot? And I kept telling him, no, he was fine. He, he, he We were at work. He walked out of work feeling great. Um, and six hours later, he's on his back. And every time I'd bring it up, they they want to know if he had a fever. Did he have the flu? Did he have strep? You know, they just throwing all these questions at me about general things, you know, did he get a flu shot? Um, and no, he didn't. He did not get a flu shot. Yeah. Well, the, you, look, I don't know any way. I, and I, I'm listening to what you guys are saying. And I'm trying to imagine if this was one of my sons or if this was my dad. And, I got to tell you, I'm I'm struggling to maintain emotions because I think I would be livid after I told people the guy's perfectly fine and healthy, and because he's pushed into taking this shot because he's got to take care of his family and he feel like feels like he needs to take this thing, and then as a result of that, now he's dead. He's not sick. He's not just been hurt a little bit. We don't have him anymore. Um. And people keep pushing that stuff. And I'm just going to say it. I think these doctors know exactly what's going on. They have to have seen it by now. And they're trying to make any excuse because they've been paid off by the big pharmaceutical companies. I know for a long time that doctors are, uh, in a large measure, not all of them, but in a large measure, are doing medicine. And when I say that, I literally mean pharmaceuticals. They don't really look at 
what you have, what they do is they've got a book and they say, okay, this is the symptom. This is what I prescribe and I put in. And so they're getting kickbacks on these shots, which are not vaccines. They're fraudulently said that. And they're getting it on the pharmaceuticals they offer for every other thing. In fact, we're finding out because of these blood clots, these pharmaceutical companies are making lots of money on blood thinners as well. Now, your your son uh, and, and Calvin, your dad, didn't have any problem with any kind of heart issues, blood issues, or anything like that before. I'm just wanting to make sure. I'm, I'm wanting to ask that for the record, right? Well, um, probably about eight years ago. Okay. Um, Derek was on a on a, a medicine called Accutane and some pretty high level antibiotics. Um, he suffered from severe cystic acne, and uh, that had an effect on his liver. And he went into the doctor, um, and they gave him some uh, all types of, of medicine for his liver. Um, he kind of weaned himself off of all of that. And he went on to a, a more holistic type, uh, process. He was, he was taking vitamins, uh, eating, he changed his, his diet and everything, and he was doing really well. Um, but again, like I said, that was, he was diagnosed about eight years ago with that condition. That was the only, um, health issue we could, we could come up with, uh, that he had suffered from. And how old was Derek when he died? 41. Okay. All right. For, for people who don't know, we have Kate Shimerani on. She's our, I call her our health and wellness expert, but she's really a nutritionist and a nurse uh, from the UK. And she's talked about this. She's a breast cancer survivor of almost 10 years now, or, or right at 10 years. Uh, while all her friends who had breast cancer at the same time are dead. And part of that was due to what she says is the Gerson therapy, which deals with diet, juicing, and a lot of other things, supplements and stuff that she takes. And she continues to do some of this stuff even to this day. So I think something that happened eight years ago, uh, you're talking about uh, some issues with liver. This is some of the stuff we pointed on the Sons of Liberty. You know, even even the the um, some of the doctors have prescribed hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, which appear to take care of this, which they're, they're basically things to deal with parasites, not viruses. And virus, and this SARS-CoV-2 has never been proven to exist. I don't care what kind of PhD you have or anything. Show me the virus. Oh, we've taken pictures of it. Some guy sent me a thing saying, oh, they took pictures. Of, uh, Dr. Merkula has now come out and said, well, here's pictures. And here, okay, that doesn't prove a virus. Because as we've had Dr. Cowan on, he said this is debris from the cells as a result of a person being toxic. Uh, and, and we've already seen some of the, the Pfizer documents showing that basically they were, they were conducting a toxicity experiment. And by the way, it is an experiment, guys. None of these shots, I've called Pfizer, I've called some of the local... Uh, pharmacies that we have here in South Carolina around me, none of them have community. Just so you know, none of them have community. That's the one that has the approval for the uh, the license or the application. Excuse me. That's not in the U.S. market. They're still putting the biotech thing out that's not approved. And you say, well, it's the same ingredients. Well, that's what they're telling you. But as we had Dr. Madej on, She's saying even in those shots, there's varying degrees of toxicity 
And the idea is is that they're basically conducting Nazi style. I don't know how to say it. I mean, people have been throwing around Nazi stuff that that don't really apply in a lot of a lot of ways. They're doing Nazi type experiments to see how much toxicity people can endure before they die. So let me ask you guys something. You're a father. You're a son. You see what happened to your son. You see what happened to your dad. What's your conclusion that you're drawing from what happened to your dad? Do you think this is murder or do you think this is just, you know, oh, this is a freak thing. It's a very, you know, as the Mockingbird media tells us, is this a rare thing? Or are you convinced that there is an orchestrated, I don't know, agenda here to actually kill people and the guys behind it know what they're doing? Um, I think it's definitely murder and... You know, all these people who have the shot now and they're fine. I think it's going to come down to the boosters later on or, you know, a couple months down the line, we'll see some more people start dropping. I think it's very unfortunate and um, something needs to be done about it because it is definitely murder. I do think it's an agenda. There's uh, there's a couple other uh, things I'd like to throw out there. You know, we were we were silenced with our obituary. Our local newspaper wouldn't even publish our obituary. Um, the funeral home published it and it got shared over 12,000 times on social media. And we were just shocked by that. And the comments that we received back on, uh, the, you, you know, the, the, the website at the funeral home has a tribute wall where you write messages to the family and leave your thoughts about Derek. Wonderful, wonderful uh, comments were made thanking us for sharing this story And that was so nice to read all these people. Uh, The funeral home could not believe that that obituary was shared 12,000 times. Well, then the newspaper would not publish it, our son's obituary in the the local paper, so we could inform, you know, uh, the neighborhood and our, our family and friends. And so the funeral home had to edit our original obituary. What? But by that, by yeah, by that time it was too late. Um, the word was out. Our obituary, as written, was published online by several people. Posted it online, so it got out there. And Calvin has a, a GoFundMe page, and the comments, the comments on that GoFundMe page are just unbelievable. The people. Uh, the things they're saying, the nice things they're saying. Um, it's overwhelming um, from all over the world um, what the people are saying back to us and thanking us. And that's what we're hoping for, that we can get this message out and, and possibly save lives. And I, I truly believe that um, <clears throat> we're going to save lives by continuing to uh, talk about it and get it out there. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what that's why we have you on here because we're in it's not about a show promotion, it's about helping to save some people's lives. Even you know what? Some people think, "Oh, you care only about Christians." No, we care about all people. This is this is the part of why we give the gospel in the first place and we tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for sinners is because we care about people. And this part is about caring about people. It's about giving you the truth. Now, Calvin, I just want to tell you uh, we've got some comments here. Uh, smart kid. How old are you, Calvin? Uh, 17. 17. You're very well spoken, I'll say that, especially at 
What time is it for you there? It's like a 5.30 there for you. So you guys had to get up a little early uh, this morning. You're very well spoken. You're handling yourself very well. And that's no push off on you, Jeff. I know you're getting up at the same time. But most people expect sort of a, a candor as how you're presenting yourself from someone who is more mature. Uh, you're definitely doing that. Let me ask you this before we continue on. How are you doing the sort of mentally, emotionally, and everything else with the loss of your father? He was a single parent. How are you dealing with that uh, so far? Um, you know, it's definitely not easy. Um, I'm doing okay, though. I'm just trying to kind of move forward and figure out where we need to go from here to get the truth out, um, especially with the newspaper censoring us and um, the medical examiner doing the toxicology and taking back our death certificate. Right now, for me, it's just a matter of time. Okay. All right. Now, when you, you're, you're still in school, right? Are you in 12th grade? Is that right? No, I'm a junior. I'm in 11th. Oh, you're in 11th. Okay. All right. So when you go to school, how many of your friends there who are your age, how many of them would take the position that you you just said about you believe that your father was literally murdered there. How many of them would take that position or say, oh, Calvin, you're, you're just being a conspiracy theorist, man. I mean, it's, you know, this happens. It's a very rare case. Maybe they're listening to Mockingbird Media or their parents who listen to that. What is the gauge that you see from your peers there in school? I think it's like a 30, 70, you know, 30% of the people would agree. And the other 70 would think it's just some rare coincidence. Um, especially with the school kind of like promoting the idea of, you know, masking and getting the vaccine. Um, a lot of kids my age definitely don't see the serious side effects of this. Okay. Now, have any of your friends in school, have they had loved ones or parents or whoever the case may be, someone in their family or anybody that they know have had this kind of issue happen uh, to them or have any of them had you know, had some adverse effect. Maybe it doesn't uh, result in death, but they have some kind of adverse effect where, where they may have taken the shot. Um, not that I know of. I haven't really been listening um, to find that out. But out of my knowledge, I don't know if anyone else has gotten through this in my school. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. I don't. I don't normally do because I'm not a prophet. I'm not a son of prophet. I'm not saying I hear from God or any of that stuff except when I read his word. Okay. Uh, But I believe God's doing something right now in this bad thing, Calvin, that's going to result in something really, really good in your life and and for his glory and for the future for other people. Um, I, I don't normally say stuff like that, but I get the sense that's what's going on. Because I see the way you're conducting yourself in the midst of a of a tragedy of you know someone that you love very that was very close to you, and uh, and I do believe the Bible says all things work together for good, not for bad, for good for those who love Him. That's Christ, and are called according to His purpose. So uh, you know, in the midst of these things, sometimes it's hard to see the good that can result that God can bring out of that. But I believe he's going to do that, uh, Jeff. Let me ask you. Let me let me ask you a follow up. When are you guys expecting to get the autopsy regarding uh, Derek here? Uh, we expect to have that within the next two weeks. 
They told us six to eight, so we're we're approaching week number five. So we're hoping we'll have it um, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, if, if people don't know this, but you can't do anything without a death certificate. We can't even get Derek's last paycheck from the company without that death certificate. Um, there's so much. Uh, I, I, I was just shocked to find out why and how important that document is. Um, okay. We were within three days of having that document in our hands after Derek passed away. But then the medical examiner chose to uh, not sign it and scrub it and start all over again. Okay. I've got some things I think that might help you, Jeff. We'll talk out uh, after the show off air uh, to where I think you can take that without a death certificate because, well, in all honesty, your birth certificate is a death certificate. Uh, But I think I've got a way where you might be able to do that without waiting on them. But would you do us a favor? Would you, once you find out you've got my number, would you call us and let us know what that is? Maybe we'll bring you on for a few minutes. We, we can pre-record it so you don't have to get up so early in the morning stuff and kind of let us know what, what they're putting out there. Because I've contacted uh, several um, uh, morticians, uh, in, some of them in Georgia and such, to find out about people who've died. To ver- And I knew they had a shot. But to verify, is this is this the result? Or are they knocking down this COVID nineteen stuff? And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's I think it's a facade what they're putting on us because they're driving us, or they're driving the people toward taking the real bioweapon, which doesn't come from China, folks. I'm just telling you, if you're buying into the Wuhan China thing, I know a lot of money went there and everything. I get it. Let me ask you something: Did you see any country, any country? reciprocate the deaths of their people on China. Did you see any of that? No, we're, people are watching the Beijing Olympics. Mm-hmm. There, there's, this didn't come from China. This came from your government. This, this is, I'm telling you right now, it came from your government. It didn't come from China. And, uh, you know, it isn't just Joe Biden. It's Donald Trump who started the ball rolling with Operation War. So I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Just like you didn't want to hear the Q stuff that I put out at the first. But I'm telling you right now, he's in on it. He was in on it all along. And if you don't see that, I don't have a crowbar big enough to pry your eyeballs open. I just, I don't. If you can't see what's going on over the past couple of years, you don't want to see it. You want to live in fantasy land that somehow the White Hats are got this, the military's got this, Trump's got this, blah, 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 all this. Listen, read Deuteronomy 28, read Leviticus 26. There is no, re- I don't see any repentance among God's people, not to the extent of what God says that they should be doing. And so therefore the judgments are going to keep coming and they're going to keep coming. And they're they're going to come to our front door. I, look, I'm not, I live in the United States of America too. So I'm not pointing out other people. I'm saying it's going to come to my door, too. Why? Because we're not bringing justice against these criminals. And as you've heard with Jeff and Calvin here, they believe their their son and their daughter, their, their father were, were murdered. I mean, with this shot. Why? You know, Eric, I, I get what you're saying, brother. Uh, you know, if people submit to it, if they go to it, whether the pressure or whatever, you know, well, it's not murder. I, I get what you're saying. At the same time, there's supposed to be informed consent. Let me ask you something, Jeff or Calvin, whichever one of you can speak to this. When Derek went in to get the shot, 
Do you know whether or not they laid out all of the ingredients for him? Do you know if they laid out the more than 400 adverse effects that can happen, including death, to him before he took that shot? Oh, absolutely not. Um, He went into a CVS pharmacy at a local Target store. You know, they're giving those shots out at the at the pharmacies. So that's where he went. And they didn't they didn't tell him anything. He got his little vax card, brought it home and had to turn it over to the company. And uh, so he would be cleared to to work without restriction. Well, we didn't get the shot. If we didn't get the shot, you had to wear a mask and, and all day long and have negative tests uh, every Monday or Tuesday morning, you had to come in with a negative test. And okay. he, he, you know, nobody's doing that. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just going to pull up a couple of things. These are some of the stuff that we've done, uh, at sons of Liberty media.com, especially confer- concerning, uh, CVS. We had a pharmacist who quit her job over the refusal to kill people with the experimental COVID shot. And I, I, that's my title. Okay. But that is what it is. She saw what it was. The video's there. You can see it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And she opens up the insert. It's a big old page that you have to unfold. And uh, and it's it's really big. I don't know. I'm guessing it's like three by four or something like that. It's, it's pretty wide. And it says, left intentionally blank. Then we have another doctor who served notice of liability to CVS and Rite Aid to their CEOs there, uh, Karen Lynch of CVS. If you guys want to have some activity, if you want to be activists, write to Karen Lynch and mention Derek McIntosh, that he he was one of her customers who took the shot without informed consent, which is a violation of law, and now he's no longer with us. Okay. We've got the Rite Aid CEO as well. We've got a woman who went into the CBS store. I mean, we, we've got several stories here on CBS. So uh, I think it's important, guys, that we take and we go and we hold these people accountable. And what do I mean, what did we used to do with murderers? People aren't going to like what I say. You say, this is radical. No, this is justice. We don't put them in jail to make Calvin work and pay taxes to keep them up, three hots and a cot, for the rest of their life. Internet, weight systems, uh, cable TV, all of this stuff. We don't do that so Jeff can work and keep them up either and victimize them a second time. No, we send these people to the judge, the real judge, who judges righteously whose eyes cannot look upon lawlessness or sin. That's what we do. Now, we appeal to them to repent of their sin before they go. But this is something long gone in our history, guys. And I I have said this and said this. This is why we're in the situation. We don't have justice. We can call out the problem. We can nitpick it and put the technicalities in there. But we never bring justice. And because we don't do that, that's why our liberties are at stake. It really is. Um Let's go a little further here. What happens, uh, Jeff and Calvin, what do you guys have in mind should your um, autopsy come back and should the death certificate be changed to say, wait a minute, yeah, he had a cardiac arrest, but it was due to him taking a shot, uh, this, this experimental COVID shot from Pfizer, 
what is your plan to go forward? Are you guys talking with any attorneys or anything like that? Yeah, we have a um, we have an attorney that's working on Calvin's behalf. Um, he's looking into uh, the, the CVS pharmacy. He's looking into the local newspaper that refused our obituary. He's going to be looking into uh, Derek's workman's comp claim. He's waiting for the death certificate, and then at that time he'll determine what uh, what to do from there as far as the medical examiner's office. Our, the, the medical examiner is also being sued right now by another individual um, that lost their small child um, due to a vaccine, and uh, she, she's in, in some trouble. Um, I've read some, found some articles on her. Um, she did the same thing with, with those folks, changed the death certificate. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see. We do have, a, we do have an attorney working on that case. And one thing people should understand that, um, and I didn't know this, um, the mandated shot by your employer, if you have a negative effect, um, you're not covered under any type of insurance or workman's comp protection. Uh, you don't have any of that. It's, it's not considered work-related. They are, everybody is uh, protected by, by the government from lawsuits and um, exercising your rights uh, to, to go after people. They've stripped all that away. So the attorneys, no matter what, are going to have an uphill battle on all of this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I understand that. I, I think the, I think if you can get a constitutional attorney, you have a better outcome than some guy who's just, you know, affiliated with case law. That's, that's my opinion. That's what, that's at least what I see. I want to ask you something. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. Can, do you guys have a picture of Derek? I want people to see uh, this man. Uh, can you get a picture and show? And then also, what I want to do is, do you have a copy of the obituary that you guys uh, offered up that was edited? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, it's it's all over the internet, um, but I can I can pull it up and, and email it to you, or do you want to? Well, can you? The- I tell you what. Why don't you pull it up? We've got time. Why don't you pull it up? Do you want to read it to the audience? I think it would mean something to hear it coming from you guys if you want to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I can pull it up right now. I have a picture if you want to see it. Yeah, show the show the audience the picture. Those of you who are on uh, the social media platforms of video, this is Derek. And, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, let me find, can you still hear me? Yep. I can hear you. All right. Perfect. And what we're going to do is we're going to let you guys read the obituary that was edited. We want, we want to hear it from you of what you said about, uh, Calvin, your dad and, uh, Jeff, your son. Whenever you, you guys are ready. Unedited version? I want the unedited. I want to hear it from you guys. Read it up, buddy. Okay, <clears throat> perfect. So um the unedited version. Um it's right here. It says Derek Andrew McIntosh passed away unexpectedly in the morning hours of January fourth, twenty twenty two, due to complications from blood clots sending him into cardiac arrest after receiving his COVID nineteen vaccine. Derek was born in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, to parents Jeff and Sue McIntosh. He grew up and went to school in Brooklyn Park and graduated from Park Center High School in 1998. 
He spent two and a half years at St. Cloud State University until realizing all college was is a bunch of professors imposing their liberal and godless views on the young minds of our nation. Derek spent many years in the hospital. Derek spent many years in the hospitality industry, and during that time, he welcomed his son, Calvin, into the world. Alongside his dad, Jeff, Derek spent the last half of his life working in non-destructive testing inspection at Curt Manufacturing. Derek was quick with a joke and very keen and witty, with a very keen and witty sense of humor. His goal was to spread love and light with his oftentimes harsh words. During the last weeks of his life, however, the world turned dark with heavy-handed vaccine mandates. The governments were determined to strip away his right to consult his wisdom and enjoy his freedoms. He had been been very opposed to taking the vaccine. So thank you, Joe Biden, for bringing a premature death of a life not fully lived. He is preceded in death by both sets of grandparents and his aunt Patty, Joe. He is survived by his parents, Jeff and Sue McIntosh of Nisawa, Minnesota, his son, Calvin McIntosh of Monticello, Minnesota, his sister, Kirsten McIntosh of Pequot Lakes, Minnesota, and his two nieces, Aubrey and Josie Knudsen, along with many aunts, uncles, and cousins. Okay. All right. We've got Bethany saying that she graduated together. I don't know if she means the same year or same school or whatever, but Calvin, let me ask you this. What was edited out that you guys put in there? Was it a lot? Was it a sentence? What what was edited out? So what had gotten edited out was the whole part um, in the beginning saying due to complications from blood clots, sending him into cardiac arrest after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. And then um, where it says um, he was opposed to taking the vaccine, so thank you, Joe Biden, for bringing a premature death of life, okay. not fully lived. All right, so so the, the local paper, who is the local paper? Let's name them. Monticello Times. Monticello Times. So the Monticello Times is more than willing to censor the truth about what happened to your dad, what happened to your son, Jeff, uh, because I, I'm... Look, I know the media, and I don't know if Monticello Times, I can't sit here and say they're getting money for it too, but I know the media, at least the televised media, gets 30 to 40% of their advertising from Big Pharma. They do. That's a fact. I don't know if Monticello Times does or not. They probably do. There's probably something there with it. But they're wanting to censor the truth about what you believe happened to your father. Let me ask you this too, because we've had some, you know, I've been trying to get John Lumi on for a while. We, we contacted him like last year, and I know things have been busy. In fact, I forgot to contact a lady back at the end of December who's a doctor. Uh, she wrote me, and I've just had s- just so many emails and everything else coming in here. I can't keep up. I'm Look, I'm a guy. I'm not God, guys, and I, I miss stuff. I do. But... Do you guys have have you guys talked with the guy who uh, embalmed Derek's body? And if you have, have you heard any? Did he say anything or she say anything? Whoever it was. And if you haven't, would that be something you would consider to reach out to the person who embalmed your son's body um, to find out what they saw in doing that? Derek was cremated. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, so basically what we're left with is whoever's doing an autopsy, right? Right. Now, forgive me if I'm not familiar with the whole process there. 
So has Derek been buried yet, or is that still a part of the process that's that's waiting to happen because of autopsies and other things that's going on? Um, Derek's remains were returned to us. The cre- they call them cremains. Um, his cremated remains were returned to us in an urn, and uh, uh, Kelvin has those remains. Okay. All right. How then do th- how then are they determining to change something that they've already written on a death certificate of COVID? How do they do that once they cremate the body? I forgive me if I'm um, ignorant of that. I just I don't understand how that works. Sure. So what they do is they save tissue samples. I'm sure they save a little bit of uh, samples from each organ of the body, um, and they preserve those samples. I'm sure they have his blood. I'm sure they have, you know, parts of his, uh, all of his internal organs, just small little snips, you know. Okay. That's all I can, that's all I can figure. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with the process, so I'm just asking the question. You guys would probably be better to answer that, and I'm glad that you did. Guys, we're coming up on the end of the show. we got about uh, a minute and a half here. And uh, what I want to do is I want to give the last word to you guys. What would you tell people who were remotely considering taking the shot? It doesn't matter if it's Pfizer or anybody else. Uh, or they're being mandated to do it in order to maintain their job. What would be what you would tell that person? Uh, Calvin, let's start with you first. You know, if someone told me they're going to take the shot, I would ask them why. Um I don't think that it's necessary. You look at why is it being promoted so much in the news? You know, they're pushing it on you so hard and you got to question why they're doing that. There's so many stories of people who've had these adverse side effects and um, deaths solely from the vaccine. You know, I read things about it all the time and it sounds like it totally compromises your immune system and it does more harm than good. And you really got to look at the facts. Um, I think the main problem with everything is it's just became too political. It's um, gone away from the truth. Amen. Jeff? Um, Yeah, I agree with everything Calvin said. I I would not recommend anybody taking the the vaccine. Um, The the one thing that bothers me is once you take the vaccine, you've given up all your rights. Um, there's, There's no recourse. And why would that be? Why would they have to have a a recourse uh, law saying he can't sue anybody. Um, there's any other vaccines. There's a, there's an avenue for um, uh, recourse in case there's damages. There's been one other person where I work. Uh, he wound up crippled uh, in a walker uh, right after he got his vaccine. Um, I, I don't know what it's called. It was like Bar Syndrome, Bell's Palsy. Okay, Bill. Okay. Guys, we're out of time. If people, check out Health Impact News if you want to see some of these adverse effects. Check out Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Guys, I'll say goodbye to you out off air, and we'll see you in the morning at 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. See you.